Welcome to In Layman's Terms, a podcast that tells stories about the body of Christ. Once a month, I share a story about people living as disciples of Jesus. Other weeks, I share brief lessons from the Bible. I'm your host, Todd Seifert. I have more than 20 years of experience teaching Sunday school classes for teenagers on up to 90-somethings. My day job is working in communications ministry for the United Methodist Church in what is known as the Great Plains Conference, meaning the approximately 1,000 churches of Kansas and Nebraska. My goal is to introduce concepts about Jesus Christ to people who either haven't read the Bible before, who have a difficult time understanding the Bible, or who just want a refresher. As the name of the podcast suggests, my message comes to you in layman's terms. I'm not ordained clergy, but I study the Bible regularly, and I'm excited to share stories and concepts with you about God's love for you and for all people. This is one of our story episodes. Welcome to part two of a two-part series about the concept of a culture of call in the local church. Last time, I talked with Gary Robbins, author of The Madison Effect, a book that shared how churches can foster a culture of call by telling the story of tiny Madison United Methodist Church, located about 22 miles south of Emporia. If you missed that episode, you can catch up by listening to it on my website, toddcypher.com, or via a link on the Great Plains Conference website at greatplainsumc.org slash podcasts. You also can listen on the archives there of Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or Stitcher, wherever you listen. In this episode, I want to explore what the conference does to foster a culture of call in your churches. And to do that, I had the privilege of talking with the Reverend Ashley Alley Crawford, Coordinator of Clergy Recruitment and Development for the Great Plains Conference. It's during one of her recent trips to Topeka, and she and I were able to get together and talk about some free resources to help you and your church get started. So without further ado, here's the recording of our interview. I'm joined now by the Reverend Ashley Alley Crawford. She's the Clergy Recruitment and Development Coordinator for the Great Plains Conference. Ashley, thank you for joining us today. Ah, you're welcome. Glad to be here. Ashley, culture of call is pretty much your life. Um, <laughs> so let's start with helping people understand a bit more about what that entails. Uh, why is the culture of call so important, especially for the local church? Yeah, thank you. I do love talking about the idea of culture of call. It sounds like something scary. It sounds like something um, maybe that this for a certain group of people. But I really think that what um, is at the heart of a culture of call is a culture of discipleship. I think as we learn to follow Jesus, um, we hear his call. <laughs> we hear it through scripture. We hear it through um, through circumstances, through other people who, who call forth things in us, and we respond to that. We feel compelled sometimes. And so this idea of culture of call is really creating an environment in which we can hear um, God. Um, we, we know how to recognize God's call for us, um, and also then um, we feel um, compelled to be obedient and to follow that um, in faithfulness. Uh, so I think that it really a culture of call is one in which our attitudes and our behaviors, um, our practices are all things that are, are pointing us to um, being, being more, more faithful disciples of Jesus. And the reality is the culture, of, the call for a person, rather, can change over their mm -hmm. lifetime, can't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, I tend to ascribe, there's a, a an author named Oz Guinness, and he talks about there being two calls. And he says the first call is for us to follow Jesus. Um, it's just a, the call to discipleship. Um, it's for all all people in the whole world um, have a, you know, have, have this call to, um, to follow um, in the gospel. But then the second call is a call um, that's more particular. Um, I tend to think of it in terms of, um, it is both our, our character 
character being formed to the likeness of Christ, but but it's also circumstantial too. So uh, my calling really is th that I would um, bear the fruit of the Spirit, um, that I would have that in relationship with the checker at Walmart, um, but also that um, that then a, a lifetime of this, uh, a whole bunch of decisions of this add up to maybe something I'm going to do with what I say my daytime hours, uh, my, my job, my vocation, um, and it can be paid and, and maybe it's not paid um, in some cases as well. I mean, you're dealing with recruiting of quality people to serve as pastors, mm -hmm. uh, but there's two waves of this, right? There's right. the, there's that would give a calling. And then there's the person that they have some kind of secular job, but they're, uh, like you were talking about, they're, they're following Jesus. Mm -hmm. And so therefore they, they have a calling that might be teaching Sunday school. It might mm -hmm. be helping with yeah. mission work somewhere in their community. Yeah. Um, I think that the point's lost on a lot of people. Yeah. Um, when I talk to, I'm a lay person. So when I talk to a lot of lay people, Oh, we pay the pastor yep. for that. That's right. Um, not necessarily the case, right? Right. No, absolutely not. In fact, I think that's a really um, harmful um, perspective that, you know, we just pay the pastor. I call it being the to be the religious service provider. You know, it's a real... Um, you know, it's very common, um, and in many cases, I think we as pastors unwittingly perpetuate it. <laughs> um, and um, so when I'm talking about calling, oftentimes when I'm talking to, diff to different groups, I say, I'm, I'm, my, my concept of culture of call is not just um, so that we can have new clergy coming in. Absolutely, I think that's a natural byproduct of having a strong culture of call is that people are going to want to give their lives um, in full-time full service in this way um, to become a pastor. Um, but really, this idea of calling is truly for um, for each of us. And um, and I'm talking about someone who may feel called to be a teacher, um, may feel called to um, to teach Sunday school, as you mentioned. Um, I just think that that uh, for, for each of us, it is not it is not just for for each of us to recognize it's not just about clergy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, one of the things that Gary uh, Robbins was talking about the idea of pewsters, oh. uh, which you know, his definition was lay disciples. Right. Um, and in his book, he talks about the real commitment to a culture of call of this one small church in Madison, Kansas, as well as his church, which is Topeka Countryside, which mm -hmm. is a larger church in our mm -hmm. conference. Um, but it's a far-reaching concept. So my question is, yeah. what kinds of things do you and the conference do to try to foster a culture of call throughout Kansas and Nebraska? Well, um, this is something I am really proud of what we do as a conference um, related to this. And um, and the, the soil is was very fertile when I started in this job five and a half years ago. Um, and it's grown and um, and it's just been really great to see the ways that um, that that we can programmatically um, kind of cultivate a culture of call as a conference. Um, one of the things that we do specifically is that we have um, culture of call grants. So since 2016, um, we have distributed $88,000 to 52 churches and campus ministries, districts, different organizations, different entities of the Great Plains. Uh, it has been for everything from um, connecting with confirmation students in a really intentional way to um, an adult Sunday school uh, hour that was real interactive, some youth internships, uh, maybe even, we've even had middle schoolers serving as interns to kind of discern, maybe God is calling me to do something. Uh, there's been 
variety of different programs and our website um, lists different um, resources that connected to those those 52 grants um, so uh, we twice a year we have a deadline one's coming up <laughs> um, March 1 um, and then March 15 and and September 1 are our dates actually um, and so we want to invite anyone who's interested um, in finding a way to connect in with their with their if they've got an idea for something that can help a church when we when we give those grants when we talk about culture of call there's kind of five earmarks that we think um, um, make for a, a strong culture of call one is just having a discernment event or an experience just sometimes even asking a question I've heard Adam Hamilton talk about the fact that in confirmation um, at the end of the time together they ask are there any students here um, that that you think might have the gifts to be a pastor and point to that person and do you feel like God might be calling you to do that stand up and I just think that's a really beautiful and simple way to help even at the confirmation level so that's kind of what an example I mean mm -hmm. of a discernment event or experience personal exploration helping people recognize spiritual gifts that they have, um, passions, um, just even talents. Um, they're good at, they're good at playing music and God can use this. Um, the fourth thing is mentoring, giving, giving, um, creating mentoring opportunities. Perhaps this is in confirmation or in one on other one-on-one -on -one or group settings. Um, and then, uh, spiritual nurture. I think that, um, just teaching people the the means of grace as John Wesley would say Bible study and prayer and fasting and then finally a, a community confirming a call I think um, calling up those gifts by you know sometimes that happens when you say hey we I'm gonna be gone and we need somebody to preach and you've got a good message to tell and and so calling forth that person um, and affirming those gifts celebrating the gifts so so we've we've sort of named these um, as a conference and connected them in to our culture of call grant, but we think um, that that's a that's a, a way that 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 churches can really get a hold of that. So that's one um, way. Another thing that that we have done is um, we have had internships since the summer of 2015 as a conference, and we continue to have internship opportunities for young adults, primarily college age students mm -hmm. um, and beyond. Um, and so they have an opportunity to explore a. Gifts, um, gifts in ministry um, through Micah Core, through serving maybe as a youth ministry intern, kids ministry, pastoral intern, uh, and the conference does a lot of resourcing work to support that. I think the the final way that I would highlight now um, is a couple years ago I wrote this little pamphlet five cups of coffee mm -hmm. it has taken off like wildfire um, and it's just so humbling um, to to hear the, the the ways it's been translated into Spanish as a matter of fact nice. for the North Texas conference um, but it's just a simple little um, tool that pastors that confirmation leaders um, anyone can use uh, can people have used it sort of individually for their own reflection they've used it in a one-off conversation they've used it as material in different things and so that resource is on our website we, we have ton we've compiled tons of resources that is free um, and we've just put together um, quite a few things that that people if they really want to dig into this idea of, of culture of call um, what calling is how you walk forward in discipleship um, to sort of hear and um, to know and do God's will um, we've got lots of resources available so just to kind of recap there, we have resources on the website, yep. a lot of resources on the website, as a matter of fact, and that grows all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, local churches uh, have the opportunity to foster this culture of call with people. Uh, as Gary writes in his book, it's a matter of 
building relationships and identifying people mm-hmm. who may have the gift uh, of any kind mm-hmm. and, and putting those gifts to use. And so, I mean, that fits really well with what he was sharing with us. Um, I want to talk about leadership for just a yeah. second. Um, strong leadership within congregations sometimes is lacking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we mm-hmm. just want to be blunt about yeah. it. What can, what can we do as a denomination, as people in Kansas and Nebraska, to try to help our local church build up strong leaders who are then going to help the next generation and yeah. on and on and on? Yeah, it's such a great question. I mean, I really think at the heart of it, what it is, is about recognizing the what true life in Christ is, the abundance of it, um, and that, that Christ does come to offer us um, abundant life, and that really, when a person believes that, <laughs> um, they want to share it <laughs> when you've experienced it. Sometimes I think we tend to make things too complicated. I, I, I confess that this is the camp I fall into. I tend to overcomplicate. But um, when we, li- we can begin to sort of live lives where we are constantly in awe, of, um, of who, of maybe not even constantly, but at least occasionally in awe of who God is, um, we're compelled to want to share that with other people and invite people into that. I think as we grow um, our own, um, in our own relationship with God, um, and um, we do that through through worship, we do that through um, reading scripture, we do that through praying together, we do that through um you know, being in committed groups um, and having conversations with one another. Um, I think that's what all of those things are, are ways that we can sort of stir up that um, that encounter, that experience with God. So, you know, I think that it just starts with um, with us stepping into um, into you know a, a vibrant relationship with with Christ, and then recognizing that that what God calls us to do is simply to to witness to that to others, <laughs> to point others to Christ. You mentioned scripture way. reading. You mentioned yeah. prayer. You mentioned uh, participation with small groups uh-huh. or community of faith. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a little effort, uh-huh. um, and so I think that's something maybe we I want to hit home with folks is culture of call may start with identifying gifts and graces mm-hmm. in a person or a feeling about somebody that you've interacted with. But yeah. the reality is people have to work at this, mm-hmm. right? They, they yeah. have to actually be willing to uh, kind of meet Christ, not halfway necessarily, but yeah. but to do some things that are going to help them dive deeper into their faith, right? Yeah. I, I think of it in terms of the just even the word spiritual disciplines. This is not a word that we frankly like. Discipline, right? <laughs> but it's the word, discipline is related to the word disciple. And um, I like to run. And I um, I like to run, not necessarily because I like actually really enjoy, well, when I started, I didn't really actually enjoy the running part. Um, but um, as I, I, I knew it was something that would be good for me. And at now, I actually love to run. It's one of my favorite things to do. Um, and so I, it's one of those things that does take work. I do have to like think about it. I do have to make it a priority. And I, you know, I think of that as a good metaphor for our spiritual lives as well. Um, that like, oftentimes when I sit down to pray, I don't really want to. (laughs) And as I, um, as I give into, um, and, you know, and, and encounter with God in prayer, or as I learn how to pray, um, as I journal, as I, um, you know, learn how to read scripture, um, then it becomes such a, a place of life. Um, so it does, it, you know, there is no shortcut microwave uh, fast way to become, you know, to become a Christian, to, to, um, to just, yeah, you, it does, it, it involves a level of discipline, a level of work. Um, and then it, it sort of frees us up on the other side. Um, you know, now if someone's chasing me, I can run, I can probably even outrun most 
those people, you know, <laughs> as long as it's slow enough, you know, if I just have to keep moving. Um, so it frees me up to be able to sort of have that um, on the other side. And I think that that's what the Christian life does for us as well. Discipline on the front end. Um, and then it allows me to It's rewarding to on grow. the backside. Though. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, Ashley, thank you very much for your work in this important ministry and for joining us here today. I appreciate your time. Yeah, thanks. I appreciate your work in telling, telling good stories. That was Reverend Ashley Alley Crawford. She's the coordinator of clergy recruitment and development for the Great Plains Conference. As I've said before, I believe nurturing a culture of call in the local church is vitally important. It helps the pastor, it helps foster church growth, it creates excitement and energy, and it helps us all fulfill what Christ asked of each of us in the Great Commission, to make disciples of Jesus. In the United Methodist Church, we tack on a phrase for the transformation of the world. But isn't that what we all want, to transform the world around us? This is one way to do that. As we've seen in this and the previous episode with Gary Robbins, author of The Madison Effect, even a small church with a culture of call can make a big impact for Christ in the world. I hope and pray that your church would consider making a culture of call priority in your congregation today. Terms is a podcast sponsored by the Great Plains Conference of the United Methodist Church and by me, your host, Todd Seifert. If you liked what you heard in this episode, please go rate us and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you're listening. It helps other people find us. And please, if you feel so inclined, share us on Facebook or other social media. Our music comes via a licensed subscription with FirstCom Music. You can find archive podcasts on my website, toddseifert.com, or via a link on the conference website, greatplainsumc.org slash podcasts. Feel free to email me any questions or suggestions to tcypher at greatplainsumc.org, and I'll do my best to respond as quickly as possible. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, please do what you can to help make more disciples of Jesus Christ. You can play a small part in helping change a life.